please note that this episode depicts the passing of a loved one and some of the challenges we face this year. If you'd like to skip this kind of content, I recommend stopping the episode after Christmas Eve dinner. With that being said, I hope you enjoy the show. It takes a certain level of trust to let someone you love leave. When Baby New Year left our island home in May, we had no idea when we'd see them again. We didn't know where they were going, where they might end up. We didn't even have a working cell phone to give them. Baby New Year took off on that doorboat, and we just had to wait. Wait and hope that Baby New Year would send us a letter or an email or call us on the phone. And so that's what we did. We waited, and we hoped. And I'm not gonna lie, it was hard. Baby New Year was growing so fast. It, it was just earlier this year that they were swaddled in a grandfather clock cradle, and now they were off somewhere, growing up even faster. We got by on the island without them. The Roombas ate dirt, and the cult of the false morning sun chanted from the basement every morning when the real sun poked over the horizon. There was a kind of calm routine to it all peaceful, but it felt empty. We missed Baby New Year. AI-482 missed playing chess with them. New Year always won and would call themselves Deep Blue, which really annoyed AI-482 given the fact that it's a literal supercomputer. To be honest though, I think AI-482 was letting them win. Julia Sawbone missed her nightly ritual of reading New Year bedtime stories from her collection of myths and folklore. Even as Baby New Year grew and became too cool for anything they used to like, they still asked Julia to read them the stories. Every night. Augie and New Year used to lie on the beach. They wouldn't say anything, they'd just listen and bury their feet in the sand and feel the warmth that the sun left for them. When New Year would try something a little too risky and get hurt, Sumbra was always there to bandage the wound. New Year hated the sound of the hydrogen peroxide bubbling, but they never put up a fuss with Sempra. Turtoise's magical old hands dazzled New Year. I have never seen Turtoise leave his room more often than when baby New Year was here. He was always performing magic tricks for them, which only ever got more complicated the older New Year grew. As so-and-so painted every Sunday with New Year, what started as the abstract finger painting of toddlers rapidly grew to inspiring landscapes of the island's coast. As so-and-so began painting more and more just to keep up with New Year's rapidly improving talents. Every afternoon, New Year would help the Cal Island caretakers with some chores. New Year loved to wash dishes, but hated to dry them. Tommy B and New Year loved making pillow forts. Every other member of the collective has tripped over a lone cushion or blanket left by their cozy feats of architecture. Every Friday night, Sophie would make popcorn and choose a movie to play for the collective. Some nights had more of a turnout than others, but Baby New Year was always there. Sophie cultivated quite an appreciation for the cinema in that kid. And I, well, I missed them too. New Year and I would lay on the roof, connecting the stars and Crash's constellation. New Year would tell me about the ideas floating through their brain and the things they wanted to create. I was always hoping we'd have a chance to make any of those things. Time just moved so fast. In their absence, not a lot was created here on the island. 
The collective was uncharacteristically quiet. Every day, there'd be a couple of pieces of paper in the idea jar or the scraps of rough melodies left on the tape machine, but nothing came together. We just continued on, living through the calm, hoping to hear something from this person who left such an impact on our lives. One day, during my unending quest to skip a rock across the ocean, I saw a small speck on the horizon. It had been a while since I've seen a speck. It feels like the entire world just stopped traveling for some reason. But there it was, a speck. A speck that was growing rather quickly. As it got closer, I could finally make out what it was. A door. A door with someone on top. This person had wrinkles framing their mouths and eyes. Their hair had streaks of white and they were hunched over, laboring over the oar they were using to steer. Though they had almost entirely changed, I knew who this was. It was Baby New Year coming home to visit. I ran inside the house, shouting like a madman, Baby New Year is here! Baby New Year is here! Everyone grabbed their coats off the rack and ran out barefoot to see for themselves. New Year was closer now, riding their door. Behind them were several other doors, the same ones that held their luggage when they left. Except now, there were tiny people on them. Are those children? A family? At the very end of the pack was another older person, hurting the stragglers like a saint. Could that be a a spouse of some kind? We were ecstatic, giddy on the beach. None of us had even cared about the cold November winds chilling our toes and noses. Baby New Year was finally home. As the doors docked themselves on the sand, New Year let out a hearty, Hope we made it in time for Christmas Eve, before being bombarded by hugs. Whoa, hey, hi, hold on, hold on, everyone. I'd, I'd like to introduce you to my family. At first, we thought they were talking to the kids about introducing them to us. We were, after all, New Year's family. But it soon became apparent it was the other way around. In the last few months, New Year had started a family of their own. Apparently, as they all filled this in later over hot cocoa, New Year washed up on a fleet of doors to the beaches of Santa Monica, right in front of Dawn, New Year's soon-to-be wife, who was relaxing on the beach. It was quite the entrance. At first, Dawn thought it was some kind of weird titanic flash mob, maybe promotion for the drive-in that was playing it that weekend. She asked New Year if that was the case, but they said they had never seen Titanic. Sophie Rivera halted the story, teasing New Year and reminding them that Sophie tried to show New Year Titanic, but they fell asleep in the first 10 minutes. The whole group laughed, and New Year said they were glad they fell asleep, because Dawn insisted they go watch it at the drive-in together. And they did. And they fell in love. It happened fast, because it had to. New Year ages very rapidly, a fact that they discussed on their very first date. After all, by this point, New Year already looked five years older than when they first met. Though it was only the first date, they decided to go for it. Life is short for everyone. If you find someone you truly care about, really, really care about, you never want to waste a moment. Later that month, they got married. New Year had tried to send us an invitation, but it must have gotten lost at sea, a side effect of living hundreds of miles from the mainland. They showed us their wedding pictures. It was small and humble, 
They decided to save the money they would spend on the wedding and instead go on a three-week honeymoon across Europe. They did, and it was wonderful. By the end of it, though, New Year was older. It was hard for them to keep up with the constant excitement of travel. They returned back to California and moved into a home in the suburbs. Now that they were back home and stable, it was time to discuss their future. Having grown up in the craziness of our large island family, it was an easy next step for New Year. They wanted kids. Now, there are a lot of potential complications with the physical embodiment of a year having kids. And even if they could, they'd never be able to see them grow up. In the end, they decided to adopt a set of siblings. The youngest was April. She was about five years old and definitely a little nervous. After all, we have quite an eclectic collection of personalities here. When we first met her, she mostly hid behind Dawn's legs, but pretty soon she was running around chasing the Roombas and laughing the whole time. Next was May, around 10 years old. She loved bugs and all things gross. She had a pill bug backpack and a hyper-realistic stuffed animal worm that she carried around. New Year had told her about the tiny city of New Artesia that was built on rotting food, and she was very insistent on seeing the town. We made sure she washed her hands a few times before coming to dinner. Next was August, who had recently turned 13. He was very careful where he stepped and made sure to wipe all the sand from his legs before he went into the house. He was not at all interested in visiting New Artesia with his sister. He was, however, very fascinated with the Roombas. An adorable pet that also cleans the house? August was obsessed and asked his parents nonstop about getting one for their house. Finally, there was November, the oldest. She was 16 and interested in becoming a music producer. Sumbra gave her a tour of our recording studio, which she adored. She was humble, saying she just made songs on her computer for SoundCloud, but it was clear she knew more than she was letting on. November was geeking out hard over every piece of equipment we had. Sumbra practically had to pry her away just to get her to come up for dinner. This was the family that Baby New Year had made for themselves, and I gotta say, I'm real proud. You never know how things are going to go when they change. That's what makes change so scary. But we're a resilient lot, and we'll be okay. After all, things can't get better if they don't change. After Christmas Eve dinner and a few hours of catching up, reliving old memories and making new ones, it was time to usher in some rest. We showed everyone to some guest rooms. The kids decided to make a fort in the living room and slept there. New Year and Dawn went for a more traditional uh, bed approach. The sound of the lolling ocean and the soft hum of the Roombas settled us into our dreams. There were no alarms set on Christmas morning. The natural Yuletide excitement had anyone under the age of 20 up by 9 a.m., and the rest of us followed soon after, rubbing our eyes and stumbling our way into the kitchen in search of some kind of energy. At this point, everyone was up and about, except for New Year. An hour later, we heard slow footsteps coming down the stairs. They were careful, each foot matching the other on a step before descending to the next. These were old footsteps. It was baby New Year, now long past baby. We all knew they would age quickly, but it seemed to be accelerating as the year came to a close. It was Christmas, which means Baby New Year had just six days before their time is up. 
The weight of it hit everyone that morning as we stood in the kitchen, still listening to those old footsteps. There is a certain kind of solace that comes from knowing the exact date and time of your death. We have all had a whole year to come to terms with this moment. Sometimes that was so, so difficult. Like knowing that baby New Year was out there in the world away from us. Every second they were away was a second we would never get back. Still, we had to be happy for them. New Year was meeting Dawn and raising kids and doing everything they could to enjoy life and the magic this world had to offer. As New Year stayed with us those last six days, those awkward, cold, hopeful last days between Christmas and New Year's Eve, we never once mentioned their coming death. There were always better things to talk about, like how May had become an official diplomat for New Artesia, or November writing a Christmas song, or how August would beg his mom every meal to please, please, please let us adopt a Roomba. Life was continuing and always giving us something new to enjoy. We knew time was limited. We all chose to spend it like this, as a family, enjoying life. On New Year's Eve, baby New Year did not get out of bed. Their body was too sore even for that. The whole collective and New Year's family spent the day in New Year's room. It was cramped, but warm and full of love. We sang songs, we played games, we watched impromptu performances of half-remembered monologues. As the winter sun lowered on the final day, New Year's children read bedtime stories in the candlelight. Things got quieter from there. For the first time since New Year's return, the room felt somber. Each of us said our goodbyes and moved to the back, making room for more goodbyes. There were tears. New Year tried to assure us that it was okay, that this was always meant to be, but their eyes were misty too. As Dawn and the kids sat on the bed, holding on to New Year and enveloping them with a life well-lived, the countdown begun. All across the world, a billion voices chanted. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Baby New Year was gone. This year was a lot of things for a lot of people. At times it was hard, so very, very hard. There were holidays spent alone, birthdays missed, jobs lost and loved ones lost. There was a lot of not knowing, a lot of not knowing. There were days where we were so angry at the state of our country or world that we felt like we could punch a hole straight through the heavens to shake God by the collar and say, hey, do your job. There were days where it was a triumph just to get out of bed. But among all of the hardships, there was plenty of good times. The resilience of friendships, the new ways we spent time together, 
the hobbies, skills, and feats we picked up along the way. The flexibility and creativeness it took to show our family, friends, and neighbors that we still loved them. Honking during a birthday car caravan. Or ziplining candy to children who all wore masks on Halloween. Writing letters, massive Zoom calls, new pets, and the time to spend with them. Sidewalk chalk art from every child encouraging you to stay safe and to stay strong. We'll get through this. And a rainbow. The sidewalk kids always drew rainbows. This year was not normal, but then again, most years aren't. Take any window of 365 days and there will be challenging, horrible, and delicate and wonderful things. We'll always do what we can to improve what needs to be improved and to appreciate and enjoy everything that goes right. Time doesn't stop on the new year. Tomorrow's world will be the exact same as today's. But that doesn't mean the new year is meaningless. This is an opportunity, a chance for change. The whole world has agreed that the new year is a time for new beginnings. So let's make use of that. Whatever happens next year, I hope that you all take it in stride. The world is a better place because of you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you all next time.